Hi, this is Gina Pangalangan. And I'm Jordan McMahon. This is Education Outside the Lines, a podcast where we are having very real conversations on education and parenting with Gina, a mom and educator with a unique philosophy. Hi, Gina. Good to be back with you, having these very important conversations. Last week, we talked a lot about the loop of perfectionism and procrastination and how much pressure is on kids these days, um, especially on the kids that seem to have really high standards for themselves and they're really high achievement kids. And the testing and sort of the way that education is done in America and in the traditional schools is not helping any of these situations. Can you give us just a little bit of a recap on that to give us a picture of the pressure that's on kids And that will kind of set the stage for then diving into how social media isn't helping with any of that, right? And that's really what we're going to focus on today. Yeah, so we talked a lot about the grading system and, you know, using the teachers using the red pen and kids being graded for everything they do and fearful of making a mistake. And so instead of you think the perfectionist is the kid that's just working harder and harder and harder, and they are a lot of times, but but what we find is then they get almost paralyzed with they will not take a risk if something is going to be look like it's not going to give them that A or be as successful. And we know learning is taking a risk and making mistakes. That's how we learn. So those kids aren't growing as well, um, or they're becoming paralyzed with fear mm-hmm. of not being able to measure up, so they're not going to take that risk. So then it looks like they're procrastinating. Mm-hmm. And so then you have that parent that's, that knows they have this child with all these all this potential, and they want to keep pushing them, um, but they're doing more damage than, than good sometimes. So we really have to look for the signs for our kids. Um, so, yeah, and then the social media, wow, this is an, a whole other topic. It has nothing yeah. to do with the testings, but a, definitely a, a hot hot area right now. Yeah, and it makes me think about, you know, the, in, with the brain, and what we know about the brain is that when it's under stress, it goes into either fight or flight, and, and now also what psychologists say, there's, this, there's also freeze. Freeze and fear. Freeze, yeah, yeah, and often freezing is associated with fear. Just mm-hmm. everything kind of shuts down. And when that happens to kids, what's right there as just sort of a numbing device, right? When they don't feel heard, they don't know how to speak up, they have all this pressure, the standards out there are sort of abstract, not achievable by any human being, mm-hmm. you know, let alone a, a kid, a child, teenager. And then the phone's right there as sort of respite or numbing or the iPad or even the TV or video games, right? Just all the media, all the technology is right there. Um, But it doesn't seem to be helping. (laughs) It doesn't seem to be helping the problem. And in fact, the American Public Health Association uh, put out something recently that there's increasing evidence that the internet and social media can influence suicide-related behavior in 2015, the suicide rate among teenage girls in particular rose to the highest it has ever been in 40 years. The rate overall has doubled since 2007, um, which begs the question, what happened? Mm-hmm. And um, the answer is, uh, you know, or possibly is, between 2007 and 2015, technology emerged as a much more prevalent aspect of society and we can see that all over the place right eight-year-olds have cell phones instagram and facebook and snapchat and what's the new thing tiktok 
it's like so mm -hmm. hard to keep up with now but I think TikTok's the new thing um, and all of these apps they're such a large part of the life of a teenager now mm -hmm. um, but you know we're also seeing some of the self-harm the suicide rate is going up we're seeing more depression and anxiety in teens more than any other time and so it seems that there's this high pressure that's an issue in and of itself the respite mechanism seems to also be a big issue. Mm -hmm. I think when we think social media, um, you mentioned the girls and the suicide rate for girls and social media, I think is that is influencer there. Um, but I don't want to forget that, um, and I don't, I'm not trying to be sexist and say one way or the other, but I think a lot of addiction for boys is with the gaming. Mm -hmm. And the, and I think maybe, maybe parents think, well, my boy could care less about Instagram, mm -hmm. but don't forget he's on playing games all night and what right. that's doing to his brain mm -hmm. and that the um, the addiction now for gaming is a real thing you know yeah. doctors are saying your child is addicted to gaming yeah, so there's we, recovery programs for it there so is it's, it's a, a real addiction it is and I, I have girls I don't have boys but I know that there's boys here that are you know playing games and they're talking to other boys on the gaming not in a bad way that that's dangerous but I mean I guess it could be mm -hmm. but just the addictiveness of it I've got to do it more and more and I'm gonna numb my pain by playing more video games right. and then of course all the violence and the flashing lights and everything that comes mm -hmm. comes with that for their brain yeah a couple years ago we had a woman named she's an expert in this area Anne Zaloni Right. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, she does a lot with with just all different type of learning styles and things. But we also showed um, that movie Screenagers. Do you mm -hmm. remember that? It had a good mm -hmm. lot of good statistics in it. Yeah. Yeah. Share a little bit about just because you talked, you just hit briefly on um, the flashing lights and the 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 interactivity that's going on. Mm -hmm. Why? What? How does that affect the brain and? and you know why is that a problem well I I always tell you this I'm not a neuroscientist so right. I don't want to say statistically what's going on in the brain but from my perspective and what I hear and what I um, have learned is that those flashing lights are not good for the brain and the eyes mm -hmm. and then the constant gaming of of working with a reward system it it you know mm -hmm. sends off the wrong endorphins or you know that we just get mm -hmm. crazed for the the game to get better and better and win 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 um, instead of some authentic winning and exercise mm -hmm. or something that that's intrinsically motivated but um, also the I think the worst thing is letting the kids have these games late at night or the social media and the videos late at night mm -hmm. it really messes up their brain and their sleep cycle and already our adolescents are having a hard time sleeping because of what's going on in their brain naturally right. and we mess it up by letting them have these lights mm -hmm. in their in their rooms when it's supposed to be dark yeah no doubt there's a lot of research out there that says that all the the blue light and everything like that really messes with your circadian rhythm and so your your eyes and your brain and the way it takes in light and processes light is all connected to adrenaline and your release of melatonin which is supposed to calm you down as it gets darker at night and the more kids are spending time in technology and having all of this blue light and everything it's messing with all of that control. and it's so close to their face I mean right. I think um, you know about the television years ago before before computers were in our hands I was worried about my kids having TVs in their room. I think now I almost rather give them a TV that's pushed back farther from their 
face and it doesn't have the the gaming method of motivation to keep winning 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 or the social media of the likes 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 maybe let them watch some kind of calming show maybe it's a little bit educational it would be yeah. even great greater um certainly reading would be the best reading thing books. but yeah. i'm just thinking that the tvs that are farther away aren't as bad for our kids mm-hmm. as the screens up close mm-hmm. and then the social media with the likes and the gaming with the winning 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 and the token right. economy system that you know keep gaining there mm-hmm. it is a great reward system i mean kids like sort of crave that time on the ipad or the phone or in front of the tv right so it is it can be a helpful like reward like a treat mm-hmm. but when it's just treated as something that's a part of everyday life i think that's when it and i'll admit as a parent when when i've had transitions from moving from one house to the next or just a you know sort of a stressful time where i need to get a lot done it is such an easy thing just to sit your kid in front of it to hand them the phone or whatever um but i always notice that at least for gage it leads to more breakdowns and more temper tantrums and more anger and more disconnection between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Gage knows now he can earn an episode of Mr. Rogers. Mm, good for you. Love Mr. Rogers. You know, um, if he puts his coat away and throws away his trash and I see him do a couple things, he can earn an episode. But only Mr. Rogers because there's even a huge difference between those TV shows and when I now see just the animated cartoons moving so fast it just seems to have a difference on his behavior and so if I'm seeing a difference in his behavior and I see that it's bumping up against the media time in front of the TV then I'm like okay I'm gonna trust my instinct as a parent and you know you can totally watch this guy hang up his cardigan and talk about being <laughs> kind. That's a great, you know, <laughs> that's totally fine. But right before bed, it's not going to be all of this, you know, Ninjago flashing in your face. Yeah. Because so. I, I don't think that that's a good way for him to calm down and, and feel, you know. So if the, and if that's being recognized as a four-year-old and, and then we, we put our teenagers to bed having no idea what they're doing in the room with their computers, phones, and iPads. And they're going through puberty. So everything is changing in their body, already more prone to depression, anxiety. I mean, how much more, actually, is it even more important to kind of monitor that? I think oh, it is it's so really important. important. And I would, I would um, caution all the parents out there with the young children to get ready for this craze that your kids are going to go through and set your ideas and expectations now Mm -hmm. for what you're going to do when they hit that age because sometimes once you're into it boy it's hard to take it away and they act like their life is over if you take something away from them Mm -hmm. but if you can avoid giving it to them to begin with Mm that prolong giving them their iPhone or letting them on social media and playing certain games and monitoring what they do would be so much better yeah the and, th- and that, that is really the question here. Like, what is the best thing to do um, when you start feeling like, I feel like as I watch my kid who seems a little lonely or disconnected tonight walk upstairs with their phone, what do you do? Because as parents, it's like they feel like if they take the phone away, they're going to end their child's mm-hmm. life. It's they're like they're cutting it. off their arm. And yeah, right. And, and that is the way the child responds, which mm-hmm. just, I think, even more points to points in the direction of compulsion and addiction, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> if it's something you have to have, it's probably something that you should take away a little bit and watch that you're moderate. But it's like, how, how do parents do that? How do they do it with courage? How do they do it at the end of the night when they're tired and they've had a day and... 
Yeah, I think the best thing is to do be proactive instead of reactive and set those guidelines first that the Mm -hmm. phones are never going to the room. So, you know, make a plan with with your spouse or um, whatever in your household. What are we going to do when we give them that phone? What are rules going to be? Is it mm-hmm. after 8 o'clock, the phone's down here on the charger? Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things to set those. But once you get into it, you're stuck. You know, now you're saying, now you're seeing the signs. What do you do? Uh, I think you have to replace it with something. I think your teenager feels that sense of security from that phone. It's their identity. It's their way to communicate and socialize with their friends because they feel lonely. It's weird that they have all these friends on social media, but they're still lonely. So you've got to spend time with the kids. You've got to take them out and do something special with them and have that quality time. Mm -hmm. If you're going to take their phone away and they're having, you know, a lot of feelings and emotions about that, go up and lay with them in their bedroom and talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they'll think it's really awkward at first, but they really have a lot to get out and off their mind. It's a basic Um, human need to have connection with another human being. It is. And so that that, that may... may be awkward the transition might be awkward at first but in the long run all of those just you know evolutionary instincts are going to start kicking in and going no this feels good this is the way this is supposed to be Mm -hmm. yeah I'm supposed to sort of end my night with you know another another human being Mm -hmm. around who's here for me and knows me and yeah um but yeah. nev- never taking the phones to begin with upstairs or to the bedrooms would be a good idea. Right. So the, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends, um, based on <laughs> the statistic, the children are spending an average of seven hours a day on entertainment media, including television, computer, phones, and other electronic devices, that to help kids with this, that parents themselves make wise media choices themselves because they're on their phones all the time. Oh, the kids will call you out. Mom, you're telling me to put my phone away and you've been looking at yours. Yes. And they also say that parents should develop a a whole media use plan for everyone in the family. And Mm -hmm. that also applies to parents. So like you said, I think a great thing is like, okay, mommy's going to go put her phone on the charger. That also means we're going to turn off the TV Mm -hmm. and we're going to do that. I'm not going to say, hey, Gabe, no, 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 it's time to read books. And then when my, every time my phone buzzes, I put attention there, mm-hmm. you know, because all he's seeing that is like, you took away my technology, but you won't take away yours. And I see value in technology is what he's going to mm-hmm. pick up on, I would imagine. So a whole family media use plan is probably going to be hard and awkward at first, especially maybe for the parents. And there's going to be that temptation to be like, we're reading books, we're doing a craft. I got to share this on social media right now, you know? (laughs) I got to take a picture and put it on my Insta story because isn't this a precious moment that everyone would just applaud me for? But you got to put it away mm-hmm. and set set the example and be yeah. a model. Yeah. I mean, if you think your child's life depends on it, right? Then isn't it worth it? Mm-hmm. And so, speaking of life depending on it, if you're looking for signs as a parent or even a teacher listening right now, looking for signs uh, for depression or self harm in your, your child, here's your, here are some of the things to look for. And this is from uh, American Academy of Pediatrics website: a sense of sadness or hopelessness in your child. Irritability, anger, or hostility coming after the use of social media and video games, which I've seen play out with my nephew and son big time. So I know that's like withdrawal, that irritability, anger, and hostility coming after social media uh, or, or TV or iPads, um, video games. Tearfulness or frequent crying is a sign of depression. Um, that's probably seen more in girls, um, mm-hmm. but, but that can be a big sign. Withdrawal from friends or family. 
or in their own invisible personal cave with their phone. <laughs> Withdraw, um, loss of interest in activities. That's a big one. And then that, you know, that's very connected to when boys or girls, when they engage in video games and they're uh, racing a car or trying to fight the bad guy or whatever. What I remember from the Anzalone information and talk was that she said the same chemicals in their brain are releasing as if they were actually chasing someone in real life, right? Dopamine and oxytocin mm -hmm. and this all of this adrenaline spike of like, oh, I'm on the hunt or whatever. But the only way in order to balance out the brain chemistry when all of that is happening and firing in the brain is if the body actually engages in movement, you know? Mm -hmm. That's the only way to, so, so there's a chemical imbalance that's left when that's happening with the video games, but the body movement isn't connected. And, and that's a very important thing, just biologically. So the loss of interest in activities is, is a really important. When we see that start to happen in our kids, we really wanna make sure that we encourage them to move and, um, it, and do something that they enjoy doing. Poor school performance, of course, um, is another one. Changes in eating and sleeping habits, which increasingly excessive media is associated with a decrease in sleep and poor sleeping habits, and that's another thing American Academy of Pediatrics talks about. Restlessness and agitation, feelings of worthlessness and guilt, lack of enthusiasm and motivation, fatigue or lack of energy, difficulty concentrating, and unexplained aches and pains. Um, I teach at a dance studio. I work here at this school a little bit. I have a child of my own. I have a nephew. I have friends with kids. I see all of this stuff playing out more than I ever remember, mm -hmm. you know, experiencing with my friends or with myself as a kid. Mm -hmm. I really do. So I know that this, I know these statistics are true from the American Academy of Pediatrics. I really do. So if parents start to see some of this stuff happening, what's just one more encouraging final word? when it comes to all of this stuff? I think replace the social media, the phone, the gaming system with something good for your child. Mm -hmm. Spend some time with them, get them talking. Go back to old school family games, take a walk, mm -hmm. do an exercise class, do something yeah. healthy with your child. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe if you feel like you can't use it for a you know, punishment to take it away, cold turkey, which I don't think you should, I think you need to replace it with something else that's healthy. Mm -hmm. um, always setting um, healthy boundaries and then being good role models, like you said. I mean, I think our, our computers, we have to use them for work, a lot of us, and there are good things on their com our computers that we have to do. We have to pay bills, so they can see us doing those things, but make mm -hmm. it really intentional that that's what you're doing and showing those, you know, that, that time and then mm -hmm. uh, being a good role model for the, your use of social media or gaming. Yeah. Um, one more story that just popped up in my head that I'll share really quick is there was a family um, connected to our church a few years ago, this is probably three or four years ago, that lost their 12-year-old son to suicide. Mm -hmm. They, do you remember this? Mm -hmm. They very much believed that it was attached to the video game stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the parents believe that as well as his older sister. And now they're they're just huge advocates for balance and moderation with technology. and. They've really, they've spoken at the church. Um, their daughter has really taken the opportunity to share a lot of statistics in her own personal story 
on at her high school and with high school kids with college kids it, it's it's been cool what they've done with with the tragedy that they experienced which is heartbreaking and horrible and um, but one thing that they did that they started implementing was a family walk every night mm-hmm. once this happened um, that replaced TV time and so kind of no matter the weather they bundled up got their umbrellas out um, and they just would take a walk as a family and talk and connect. And so they're moving their bodies. Yeah, so they're getting that, that brain endorphins going. Mm-hmm. And then they're connecting. They're getting that interpersonal connection, which is so important. It is. And I, a lot of health. our kids have a lot of things on their minds, and they need to get them out and bring process. them out to the light. And sometimes it's easier to process that when you move your body mm-hmm. a little bit. It, it, it sort of just starts flowing out mm-hmm. and... It's a great yeah. way to Sometimes we have to trick our kids into talking, but whatever yeah. we can do to do it. Um, but then, in the end, it's replacing some time in the evening that they won't be on their phones. Right, right. So, so I think we're going to look back in 20 years from now and realize how bad this was for our kids, just like, you know, before we knew cigarettes were bad and everybody got addicted to cigarettes. We're going to look back and say, wow, look at the statistics of the depression, the suicide, the anxiety, and everything's just direct related to that time period where... The everybody new cigarettes got, everybody and got TV the phones. dinners. And yeah. <laughs> so parents, stuff. hold off on the phones. Don't yeah. give it to them as long as you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. Then limit the social media when you can. Let their brains have some more time to develop so they can handle these things that are coming at them. Yeah. That's it. Their, their brains are just, like we said, all out of whack, like the snow globe. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what their adolescent brains look like. Mm-hmm. They can't make these big decisions that are, that are facing them. You know, we didn't even talk to Jordan today about this, but the whole idea of the things that we used to be able to protect our kids from, like turning off the TV at 8 o'clock um, and, you know, not, not letting them see a pornographic magazine or something like that. Like, like even think about that, like mm-hmm. what our kids are seeing that yeah. back in my day we could we could protect our kids from it. You can't anymore. Right. So they're right. seeing pornographic mm-hmm. videos online and Yeah, all the kinds TV of dinner was bad for them, but now we have Google Image. Yeah. And that's possibly worse yes (laughs) you know and so it's just always having curiosity leaning into open-mindedness and not getting stuck in just what culture is sort of getting swept up in and what the norm seems to be but deciding for your own family and kind of honing in on your own instincts as a parent and deciding what's best for your kid yeah and much easier to be proactive Mm -hmm. do it early before it gets to that point you have to take it away Thank you so much, Gina, for just being willing to have this conversation, for having this podcast, and and sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge on this platform. I think this is really going to be helpful to parents, and I enjoy bouncing off uh, my own thoughts and feelings and anxiety as a parent off of you, and um, these conversations are something special. Well, thanks. I I don't feel like I always have all the right ideas, but when you think that I work with over, you know, 200 different families each year, Mm-hmm. You know, for all these past yeah. years, you gain a lot of knowledge and hear lots of stories. I learn a lot from their stories. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. We'll Bye-bye. see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Education Outside the Lines. Please rate and subscribe to this podcast if you are enjoying it. That helps us out a lot. You can email us with questions and comments at educationoutsidethelines at gmail.com. If you are interested in hearing more of what Gina has to say, she is on Instagram and Facebook. 
You can also follow her blog at heartofamustangblog.com to hear more about her unique philosophy, her personal story, and how she started the Sunday Academy.